Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Two Tacos High. I am Nick Hansen. And I'm Brian Seaman. Two Tacos High, where we talk about all things handbells, current upcoming handbell happenings, interviews, guests, other surprises. Today is a surprise, even to Nick and I, as this is a completely unscripted episode. We have a topic, and we are excited to explore this topic with all of you listening. The Two Tacos High Handbell Ensemble is presenting their first holiday concert, and Nick and I are going to play on the program for that concert. To be fully upfront about this to everyone, we have done zero research. I maybe have done like 1% research because I didn't know the rules at the time. Uh, but it doesn't matter because it really is right at the moment. We are going to be selecting repertoire, and I'm presuming that we will be aligning this repertoire as a concert program to present with the <clears throat> two tacos high handbell ensemble. Hmm. Which is, as of now, a hypothetical ensemble. Don't get your hopes up too much there. Exactly. I love planning concert programs. I wrote an article on that for Overtones earlier this year. And Nick is frequently a part of my concert planning discussions. Uh, there are several times when just a casual conversation of, oh, this would be fun to do as a program, have turned into actual programs. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to be doing this and kind of creating this two tacos high holiday concert on the fly here. So in that idea, a question I have for you is, as we're doing this on the fly, and we're not, like, this is, this is not a, a bit. We are literally at our computers, at the microphone, ready to start searching and getting things put up and put in. Um, I'm, I wanted to ask you, are we, do we, are we aiming for a set theme here? Like a, kind of a, a concert thread or a theme that threads through pieces? Or for lack of a better term, like a, a holiday-esque recital, quote unquote, of, of titles? I always, all of my concerts usually have some sort of theme that ties them together. Okay. I don't know if that puts a restriction on us that we didn't, didn't want to have, but... <laughs> but we will get there. We will find this, find what we got. Okay. Should we establish a theme first? I think then? <laughs> yeah. then go from there. This episode is just going to be a bunch of silence as Nick and I ponder. Yay for editing. I almost want this like a improv where we just pull something out of a hat. <laughs> it's like, your concert will be about trees. <laughs> So I've done, as far as holiday concerts, this year with Virginia Browns, we're doing more of a, well, not more of a pop, like it is straight pop, all the songs that you hear on the, the holiday radio. So I've mm -hmm. done that kind of fun, poppy Christmas, but I've also done the more classical carols Christmas. What do you think the Two Tacos High Handball Ensemble would fit their image? That's a great question, because like my brain takes that question and thinks who would be in the Two Tacos High Handball <laughs> Ensemble, because that would, I think, reflect a lot of repertoire and 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 of course absolutely difficulty and that sort of thing uh through there but ooh, now do we create the, the the playlist to be a repertoire list for the ensemble members or is this for the ensemble performing for the audience like you all out there know this like what's the concert for what's the what's the aim um if i'm just going off of your prompt what would the two tacos high handle ensemble want to do my like my immediate gut reaction kind of says half and half. Like if it was maybe a first half concert of six pieces of kind of classical, quote unquote, very gigantic quote, classical uh, holiday repertoire, and then a second half of uh, more of the the tunes and and hits people know. I feel like that kind of balances uh, both sides of the fence there. So I could see us go that route. I like that, especially at, at holiday concert. Like there's definitely audience that wants to hear both of those. Like I want to hear my Christmas standards. But I also like the fun, different, either different takes and different styles of arrangements on traditional pieces or the kind of more poppy Christmas. So we could do some sort of like, I'm trying to think of how to, what to call the concert of, of a half and half. 
so like it needs some some holiday cheer and and marketing needs for the title. We also don't have to come up with a title right now. I often I often will come up with the whole theme first and then struggle for months to actually come up with a title for Insert it. Title usually later. somebody from the board will <laughs> kind of jump in and do this. Help me. So okay, it's kind of a half and a half. Hmm. So something that fits the mold of a festive opener, maybe not festive. I'm of the mind. I kind of like the the subtle open opens too. I was also thinking the kind of slow processional kind of entry. Mm-hmm. So what are some arrangements that kind of with handbell tunes that do that? <laughs> I also go full production value on my concerts that then gets scaled down based on what we can actually <laughs> accomplish. But like I want like lights out candlelight processional, which I I fully I can get behind that. I I I envision like now we have to be careful here because. If we're if we're going with like pull out all the stuff, we have all the things to incorporate. This could be more than we we're bargaining for. If we're thinking very quote unquote traditional five to seven octaves bell chime choir with let's add on, we have access to white chapels or silver melodies because mm-hmm. we actually do and pendant Britain. So we kind of put it at what we what what between what Brian and I could get and put together. I think that's the the premise here. So. Maybe something with, yeah, processional, kind of a singing bell under drone of sound. What could fit that mold? The good news is the Jeffers website is up. That's today. right. <laughs> so we could actually search. <laughs> the tune that comes to my mind as a processional, Let All Mortal Flesh or Picardy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I like the intrigue of it. But I also, because, so one of the pieces I want to put into the program is Fred's Veni Veni. Mm-hmm. Which also incorporates Picardy, which that's I should just say that's where that also came from in my sure. mind. Yep. I don't I don't dislike the idea at all. Um, so now I'm kind of looking at this like I like what he. Uh, yeah. And I, I've, I have played his Veni Veni. I played it last year and it's fantastic. And boy, is it a challenge, a great challenge to do. But just those opening six, seven measures where it builds from those chords with the Picardy on top. That it has a lot of room to enhance, yes, and, and build not just to, to break it away from those five measures and just expand expand it even more. Um, yeah. So to, if two dot goes high, you already said no to the unlimited resources. <laughs> if two dot goes yes. high, Hamel Ensemble could reach out to Fred or Fred if you listen to this <laughs> and want to expand the intro to actually get a processional into the beginning of your Veni Veni Emmanuel arrangement. I mean, looking at the score, I could see ways to to toy with this to make it processional esque. Yes, if we get this caught up in this, where you're never going to find a program. No, no. <laughs> so yeah, let's do that. With we'll open with Fred's Veni arrangement, I, I, yeah, I've got one. and we'll play with the beginning to get a, a sort of extended extended cut version. I concur. Yeah, this actually makes me excited for a song that I want to add to this half, but not at this point because it's a. It, has some depth to it, so I won't throw it in. We can we can adjust concert order later. Okay. Um. So there is a song that we did in uh at, at, at I, we um I like I'm including uh, GB in this. Um. I don't remember if she was in the ensemble that year. If that was my first year or not, she actually might have been. Um. We did a Carl Wilsey arrangement of a piece entitled "The Trees Do Moan." It's um published by his stained glass music that that Jeffers has, but it is a it's a, it's a mountain carol that harkens back to uh, King Herod and the atrocities around Christ's birth. It's, it's another very um, 
it's, it's not a difficult piece, like comparing it to Vinny, Vinny Emmanuel, not at all, the, the Fred's version. I think it's like a level maybe three-ish, three minus, but there are some very interesting chords um, and harmonies that that accompany uh, what what Carl did with this piece. And I, I just, I've, I have not heard it since Concordia did it back in the either 1999 or early 2000s. Um, I think Bayview, Bayview did it one year. I forget what year, but that's that's one I would add to to this first half list is and the trees do moan. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I love pulling in some pieces like that that are lesser known. My goal with concert planning is is to hook some people in with with pieces that they absolutely will know and recognize and, and love and want to hear, but then also introduce them to something new. Right. And so, yeah, this is a it sounds like a perfect piece. Excellent. Well, for Eamon, for your standard 10 to 12 concert titles, we're 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 on the way. I would love to do either one of these pieces, both Sandy Ethan's arrangements, but either her Coventry Carol or her Savior of the Nations Come. I agree. Yeah, both of those are, are absolutely fantastic pieces. Uh, I had to determine which to choose. I will say I've done the Savior of the Nations Come, and that's definitely one that you can pull out all of the tools and, mm-hmm. and all of the toys. Um, the way that Sandy writes that piece, it it is so like orchestral and, and playing with the different timbres of Pettit and Fritzens on the, the chant, which she suggests. But I've also pulled out white chapels on the in the middle section. I've done it with um, silver melody bells. There's one line that I put on silver melody bells because I can, because it goes up to a D flat seven. But <laughs> I have a D flat seven silver melody bell. Be jealous, all you out there. That's like there's only one in the world. And Brian has it. <clears throat> At least that we know of. No, it, anybody I, from Shulmerk is listening. No, I have no idea anything no, about no. a D sharp or nope. D flat seven. Just a really sharp C, really sharp. I mean, that's that, that is the origin <laughs> of that. <laughs> In a way, because you have that specific thing, it almost makes that piece the one to choose because you can do it. Yeah, I agree. I like that piece. And yeah, there's so much you can do musically with it. And there's so much you can do with timbres with it, with the different instruments that we do have that has to have some space between Fred's Venny and that because those are both very heavy, dense. <laughs> they, yes. Arrangements. And Trees du Monde is much more reflective as well. So we need we need some uh, we need some balance. Um, I, I got to ask, I got to ask. And this is maybe a bit of a tease for the next episode. <laughs> I was wondering when this was going to come up. Um, do we have to incorporate a Carol of the Bells to this concert? And if so, would that actually maybe fall under the pop side and not the classical side? I think it depends on which arrangement. That's if if point. we did, there's an arrangement out there that's in seven eight. It's really cool. Mm, there is, <laughs> like, but that could also be a that could bridge that gap a little bit too because it has the classical mm-hmm. side. But I guess maybe maybe I replace the word classical with more spiritual. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a better yeah. term for the first half. So that then that and Carol Bells would definitely not fall on that first half. So we'll we'll, we'll shelve that one. We'll circle back, as they say. Put a pin in it. <laughs> I'm going to actually write that down, though, so that we do remember <laughs> yes. that it's... Whoops. I've messed up the formatting of all of this now. That's okay. Um, I, I, you and I have a lot of the same tastes. Um, and I can understand why this one maybe would not fit because of what we currently have. I am a sucker for Kathy Mulkova's green sleeves. Yes. I, I love it. I just... The, I, the, the yeah. structure... Um, the middle, the, I don't know how I can best describe this, but that middle section where, um, you have the ostinato in the high bells and you have the descending, uh, bells coming down in the treble clef, and then the chimes come into the bass. There is something magical about that moment. And, and 
when I first heard that piece, and I I, I want to say maybe St. John's out in California had done it, and that's what was the first time. But like to me, when I heard that arrangement, I'm like, there just cannot be another what child is this or green sleeves piece like this is the one i don't know it just such it just captured me so much so like i'm i'm fully on board to add that to our first half but i'm looking at what we have there and it is there's some really great harmonics and wonderfully built pieces we have to make sure we had find some balance yeah i also really love that kathy mocha bust first noel and i er, no i do also love the yes, kathy mocha bust first very, noel. that's not what we're talking about right now i'm doing that at school right now um I do love the Kathy Mokobus green sleeves. And that's one that I had sort of forgotten about for a little bit. Um, yeah, I need to pull that back out and put that into a program at some point soon. There's also a solo arrangement of that piece as well that I've done. Of her version? Yes. I didn't know. There's that. a solo yeah, solo version of her arrangement that I did for Christmas Eve a few years ago. Thank you for that tidbit. I did not know that existed. I'll file that away. Well, I, I've added that in just because we both like it and it's our playlist. Yeah, we can cut <laughs> <laughs> But I can see from the audience perspective, they're getting a lot of uh, let's reflect on the beauty and emotion of this time of year. But we need a little festive spiritual, if you will, but can't quite fall into our our holiday uh, pop category yet. So backtracking for two seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Greensleeves is available as a solo that was arranged by Kathy and David Mokobust, and it's available through Synology. Ah, OK, great to know. And those of you keeping track at home, there are two different Kathy Mulkobus green sleeve arrangements out there. So this one is the one we're talking about. I think it's from Jeffers and it has like the yellowish green cover. I think the guy, it's like a loot guy, perhaps. It's that one we're talking about. The other one is good too. I have played the other one, but um, the the one we're mentioning is the, it has a much more more depth to it and and much broader and wider and more challenging, like a level four-ish, maybe three, three plus. I think it's a level four. We'll include all yeah. this on a list on the website. Yes, it's a level four. Oh, new for 2023, Kathy has scored orchestra parts to further enhance Ooh. this familiar favorite. Oh, that away for next I year. I will remember that. Yeah, because <laughs> and that was why her first Noel arrangement was in my head, because we're doing that at school right now with our orchestra and mm. handbells combined, which um, Rick Holdsworth did orchestral parts for that. Oh, neat. Really cool. All right. So what else could we do for the first half that is a little, a little bit more? Has some more robustness to it. That's not the pop style yet. Kind of throw my own in. I, I don't I don't care. <laughs> the ten eight arrangement of Wexford Carol. It's a fun one. Yeah. And I, I you're not just doing that because, oh, we need something. But like, no, it's a legit good piece. Yeah. Wexford Carol. Wexford Carol is a good tune. I, I, one of my favorite Carol tunes. And a few years ago for our 12 meters of Christmas concert that Virginia Browns did, we needed a piece in ten eight. So I did an arrangement and that's available through Synology as well. That was a fun concert. I like that. That concept. was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was really neat. Gave me some good challenge too for the couple pieces I arranged. I'm just like I'm on Jeffers looking for these levels, Christmas and mallets. Oh, oh, Matt Compton's Masters in this Hall. Oh, I don't know his his version. That's the one of me in twelve sweaters. Oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope the entire podcast like wait what? Because <laughs> that exists in video form. If you have not seen that, go to YouTube and search my name and Masters in this Hall, and it is. 12 Brian's in 12 different sweaters playing Matt's arrangement of Masters in this Hall. I re which I I think Masters in this Hall is my favorite Christmas type tune. Mm -hmm. I just love that carol. Um and Matt's arrangement is great. I also love Arnold Sherman's arrangement of that. His yes, that's the one I always revert back to because that's one I I've, I've done many times. We did that at Concordia one year also. 
But now that you brought me up to that one again and reminded me of it, I agree. I think that'd be a great addition to this this side of the concert. So yeah, I think that works wonderfully. It's not a bad first half. Those are six good pieces, really good pieces. All right, is that an order we want? Or well, we'll come we'll come back to yeah, we'll come back to it. But I think we got the the to let you all stew on that while we go to the next half. It's Vanny Vinny Emmanuel Fred Grayman and the trees do moan arrange Carl Wiltsey, Savior of the Nations Come Sandra Ethan. Green Sleeves, Kathy Mulkabust, Wexford Carroll, Ryan Seaman, and Masters in this hall, Matt Compton. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll reset those in a bit, but um, there's some that's that's a good that's a good chunk. I like that. Very good variety. All right, second half. Okay. Do we want to throw the Carol the Bells in there as the segue to the second half? Yeah, let's get let's get that one out of the way. And I like I'm I I don't want to take ownership of this. I really don't. I want I'm not trying to bring this back to me. I do love my arrangement a lot. I do. I think it's it's very unique. It has some cool stuff. I do want to do a shout out, though. I just had the opportunity to play Michael Blanton's arrangement of Carol the Bells that incorporates the DS Ere. Yes. And it's fascinatingly just so good. Cool it's so good. And I I never, I think I'd heard of it before, or I heard that he had an arrangement out there, but didn't know anything about it. And then the church group I subbed in, like, oh, it's this. This is the one. So it's like, this is a really cool one. Um, so it's like, I, I want to put that out there just to say this is really neat for a pop side. Maybe it may not work, but just want to throw that out. You all should look for that if you're looking for a good advanced uh, Carol the Bells. No, no spoilers for next week. Then. No, you're like, what? Exactly. So I, I do like mine. I'm not going to lie. Um, I like the energy it brings. It could certainly open the half very strongly. I mean, I, I won't say no, but it doesn't have to be that one. That's an. Even before I knew you, that was my default Carol the Bells arrangement. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Oh, like we did. I did that with at Philadelphia Handball Ensemble when I was there. I did it with New England Ringers when I was up there. And this was all before I moved down and knew Nick. So, yeah, I've loved that arrangement. And I think it fits well with this. I'm, I'm game. I'm good. Okay. Our Ukrainian Carol the Bells. Which, by the way, those of you out there wondering why I title it that way, it's just because I didn't want to title it Carol of the Bells. <laughs> I just wanted to retitle it. It's the same thing. Completely the same tune. Um, so we're kind of on the festive side of the holiday season. Curious about one thing. Let me research this real quick. Hanukkah music is so underrepresented. Yes. And which is unfortunate because there's such great music, such great Hanukkah music, and it translates really well to our instrument. Yes, it does. Um, we're actually doing an arrangement of Sevavon Sov 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 that I did right now with our, our, with one of our kids groups. It's not published at the moment. Um, but it's like I, 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 like I want more. I want more of that out there. And I, I recognize there's it's sales and such, but I'd love to incorporate something from Hanukkah tradition. Yes, that's definitely something I tried to include with my school programs as well to to include pieces that represent other cultures and and holidays. Mm. And it's so hard to find handbell music for that because it's primarily a Christian instrument, and that's what drives sales. If there are other, I know of. Uh, several unpublished arrangements of different Hanukkah pieces out there. Uh, one of them, Chris Simon wrote a processional mm -hmm. uh, that we we're doing with my middle school group. And we're actually, we've memorized it. And we're processing it. It's a really cool piece. That's a uh, Mount Tour, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, but that's sitting unpublished and, and Chris, you should send that somewhere. I'm trying. <laughs> I think the two that probably most groups out there have done are medleys. Um, oh, Hanukkah that uh, yeah, I mean, Lawrence. Lawrence. Yep, yep. That's, that's, been done quite a bit and then dean wagner had done a hanukkah oh hanukkah which also had um uh, a bit of a medley matsor and um oh hanukkah so 
it's like those are probably the most well known that are that are out there for the larger groups, the kind of the five octave groups, six octave groups. Um, I know Mike Joy has a couple out there for smaller ensembles and and uh, beginning foundational groups, which yeah, that's what led me to make the arrangement of the the Sevivon. Is again, it just like there's a there's there is a need for that. There certainly is a need for that, especially in educational settings. So like, do we cheat on this and say we will commission title here <laughs> and ask someone? One tune that I love that I would love to have arranged for bells if I don't get around to it myself, um, the Hanukkah tune is Ocho Candelicas. Oh, and, yes. And yeah, Nick knows this because we did um, a Virginia Bronze did a joint program with Strathmore Children's Chorus last December. And this was one of the songs that they sang. And we did we did some percussion along with it, but not bells. But that would be a tune that that would work really well on bells. I weirdly enough, I heard that tune for the first time also that year at our school because our our uh, sixth grade chorus sang an arrangement of that. And I'm like, oh, this is a really neat, neat, neat song. And then, oh, here it is in a different version. I, I concur with that. So uh, maybe we put that down. It's like we would we would research this to make it a part of this performance because it's a really, really neat tune. I like that. I, I like I, that a lot. I mean, this is a hypothetical handball ensemble, exactly. so we could have hypothetical pieces as well. <laughs> no, that's a win. I, I'm totally on board. Ocho Candelicas, a ranger, question, question mark? mark? Exactly. Actually, I actually have a couple of people in mind for that I could ask. Not that we couldn't do it, but I, w- I would like to branch out a little bit. I feel like our, 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 our next couple pieces would be like, when you hear, what is, what is your Christmas song? Like, what's the one, like, maybe that always comes back to you? Could be a favorite. Maybe it could be just for the irony, one you'd hate, but would put on the concert program because maybe others love it. Like, all I want for Christmas is you. Um, <laughs> no, what? No, yeah. Um, like, something like that. I'm wondering if the, what might come to mind if we just have the prompt of, what's your favorite Christmas carol or Christmas tune? We did a few years ago, we did, I did a concert theme on having all the members of the ensemble submit their favorite Christmas carol. And I always wanted to do the opposite of that. Submit your least favorite. <laughs> I love and that. And I wanted to do a whole program that was a few of your least favorite things. I and love that just... idea. Love that idea. Because it, it was, it's always true. Whatever one person like hates, somebody else in the group loves it. Yep. And th- we're realizing that now. And yeah, all I want for Christmas is you. I love it. But there are definitely members of our ensemble right now who who can't stand that piece. I feel that way. We're also doing... And nothing to do with your arrangement nope, at all, nope, Nick. I get it. But Wonderful Christmas Time, Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Just, I can't stand that song. But there are some others in the group who absolutely love it and, and are really enjoying playing that. No offense. Nope. I, I, I'm with you. I love that concert idea, though. A great marketing, advertising yeah. title. Kind of speaking in general terms, like I know a lot of folks out there love like Charlie Brown Christmas pieces, which I, I'm not I'm not against at all. I'm, I'm not a fan of the skating theme. That one to me, it, it brings back like weird nostalgia, like. <laughs> I grew up watching the Charlie Brown Christmas, but for some reason that part of the episode or, or the, the show is just like, I just, I'm not enjoying this moment. So if I hear that theme, I'm like, no, I don't like this part. Huh. I have neutral memories of it. Yeah. Uh, and neutral feelings about that piece. I do like, I do like the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. I do like that one. Just that it brings back like good nostalgia to me. Should we include, as I'm, I'm sitting here next to a sheet music book of Mannheim Steamroller music, Ooh. Should we include something Mannheim Steamroller or Trans-Siberian Orchestra? I'm not against that at all. I, I grew up, as I was saying right before the show, we started recording, like I'd be in my parents' car going somewhere in December, probably an Older Brothers uh, performance, and we'd have the cassette tape in of one of the Mannheim Steamroller uh, Christmas albums. 
the the one that immediately comes to mind is the is the deck deck the halls of Bowser. that that tune with the with the heavy synth da, 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 like that one i just that one is stuck in my head forever as brian is eyeing his synthesizers to his left like which one would that be <laughs> um i don't know if that one's arranged some several of them are is it hart morris who's done a few hart of those? morris and i think paul McElveen. ah okay and they are hold on they're available from there you have to go to the manheimsteamroller.com website to find oh. their handle music some of it, I think, is on Jeffers, but some of it is also just straight from Mannheim Steamroller. I'm actually, I'm seeing Paul's on Jeffers right now. Oh, Kevin McChesney did take the halls. Ah, okay. Hmm. I feel like this is an untapped repertoire source that folks have not done. Which is? Um, uh, 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 just anything from Mannheim Steamroller. Anything. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm thinking back to all the uh, holiday concerts I've heard and heard announced by so many different groups, and I don't know if I've heard of any. And I, I know there have not I recognize I've, I don't know everyone's concert program. Um, but I, I just, I wonder if folks maybe don't know those are all out there perhaps. Yeah, we definitely did at my church job a few years ago, we did the silent night arrangement, uh, which is just beautiful, gorgeous arrangement. And we did it with bells, piano and cello. Mm, Nice. Cello and bells go so well together. Yes. We had a fantastic cellist at the church and he was actually the one who did the arrangement. I'm happy to throw the deck of the halls in. Yeah, I, I think like that definitely is in my my memory banks. Uh, the one I found that I also recall, um, not that not that to add it in, but the their God rest you merry gentlemen. I recall that one too, hearing yes. quite a bit growing up. But I think I almost think deck of the halls is is probably the one most will recognize because I think it was the opening one on that album. Yes, it was. I actually started to record the God rest you merry gentlemen two years ago. With handbell synth and then the horn, because the, the oh right, uh-huh. that's got the horn playing the melody. Yes, it does. I'm flashing back to that now. It's like the really the gliss, right? Mm-hmm. Like a... yeah. yeah. All right, halfway through the second half. I'm surprised I have not opened this document earlier, but I keep a running document Google Doc of just repertoire ideas. You've told me about this, and I should open it up and actually look at it. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I, I you have you have mentioned it. Yeah, we should include that one. I think it's I think it's kind of required. Slayer ride. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean it it's almost a staple. And I mean that and not just in what you hear on the radio or if you go to a, a an orchestra concert this time of year, but it has really become a staple in handbow rep too. I'm specifically thinking of the Martha Lynn Thompson version. Yes. But I almost feel like, I mean, maybe we put that off as a maybe or even like an encore, though that would have to be a well-prepared encore. But like looking at what we're doing with this concert, it's like it's kind of a bit of known and, and amazing, uh, but also very traditional in ways, too. So I, I could see us adding that on to this this second half version. It'd be a good closer. Yeah, it would be a fun concert theme at some point as well. It's just doing a whole bunch of like sleigh ride songs. Yes. Like things that either reference the sleigh ride or like I'm thinking of like Troika from um, Kofiev from mm-hmm. the Lieutenant Kijé suite. The um, Mozart's got a sleigh ride. Then the, obviously the Laura Anderson sleigh ride, but just a whole bunch of different sleigh ride themed pieces. Which technically would also include Jingle Bells and Over the River and Through the Woods. Those are also technically sleigh ride songs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd, be, that'd be an interesting twist. Um, I've always had a bit of a this is going into my future rep ideas document. <laughs> I've I've had a thought of any and all hymns or Christmas carols tunes that just reference bells, just as a passing word in the vocal lyric. 
and maybe even call like bells are ringing and find songs that specifically list or have that phrase bells are ringing because there's there's a lot out there that um especially in very poppy holiday christmas songs will will mention uh, bells are ringing children singing or mm-hmm. insert bells ringing here so I've, I've i've thought about that one and i'll say right that'd be that's like a good early december kind of not so much right there in the midst of the holiday but kind of the bridge of thanksgiving to christmas all right so we're throwing in the martha and sleigh ride arrangement. yeah i think it would work i'm just kind of looking at well-known tunes around this time of year and i'm like i'm not a fan of blue christmas there's nope. an arrangement out there which which is a, a very good arrangement the arrangement does what the song does but that one just doesn't really do it for me and I'm Virginia Browns is doing it this year and I'm tired of it. So. <laughs> I literally heard this on the radio yesterday and was surprised that it was not out there for bells yet. But uh, run Rudolph run. Oh, yeah, that's not a, that's not a bell arrangement. Really? And I, it's not not that I found. And as I was doing a little research into it, I'd never noticed before, but it almost is the exact same key and phrasing as Johnny yes. Be Good. Yes. Like it's almost literally you could you could play them same time and it would match right up. Which I get, it's a 12-bar blues. I understand that that component of it. But just the way, I think even the way that the those two songs were released are in the same key and just align almost perfectly. But yeah, I don't think Run Rudolph Run is out there in my very quick five-minute Google searching. Yeah, no, I'm not finding it either. How many versions will be out there by Christmas 2024? We will, we do, we, want, do we throw another hypothetical right. <laughs> piece in our program? Maybe. In theory, it would be a fun one to arrange. You could also add a lot of fun stuff with that. A lot Absolutely. of extra percussion and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 could we could put that as our our other <laughs> arrangement that we're gonna do. Let's go for it. All right, run it off, run Chuck Berry. Yes, arranged by question mark. All right, if we're doing a standard twelve piece concert, we got one more. Yeah, one more. So second half, Ukrainian Carla Bells, Ocha Kandalikas, Deck the Halls, Mannheim Steamroller Style, Sleigh Ride, Run it off, run. We've hit a lot of the variety for what we're aiming here. One of the pieces that I try to do every year with either Rigid Bronze or with my school group is do one of the Joel Rainey Christmas arrangements. Mm, so we're doing mm-hmm. Winter Wonderland this year. We did that his Jolly Old St. Nicholas last year. Like full cheese factor with. Yes. <laughs> I love the Jolly. It just sounds like you're in a lounge. Yes. I love it. I just I love that the style of that one. We did it last year at school with our band director at the time who was retiring and he he was he was a jazz drummer and so we added him to play along with us and it was just so much fun yeah pick which i I, i'm with you i think that would be a great addition it's a matter of which one it would be i mean jolly could certainly work i'm I'm not discounting that at all which one has the thumb damp chimes because that's like this harkens back to our our technique episode yes and i just that's like the only song i know of that uses thumb damp chimes is it God Rest You Merry Gentlemen? Is it Ladies and Jolly? Yes, it says God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. I like that arrangement a lot because it's got a really cool um, kind of 8 8 feel in the beginning. And this is from one of the earlier Joel Rainey days where the it was the original arrangement by Joel Rainey and then transcribed for handbells by Arnold Sherman. The Rainy Sherman collab. Yeah. I do like that one just for the uniqueness of all of the different techniques, uh, harmonies, but I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for thumb damn chimes because it's something not used at all. And it sounds so cool, especially since you can't mark them. His go tell on the mountain. Isn't bad. I think I rang that one last year. I don't know that one. 
the Go Tell It on the Mountain I know is the Linda McKechnie arrangement that, speaking of Troika from before, that incorporates Troika as well. And I think that exists as a full orchestra arrangement and brass and organ and everything else as well. Well, looking honestly, so now looking at this list of what we currently have, the jolly old St. Nicholas would be a nice contrast. I think so, yeah. To the five we currently have listed down. So, yeah, let, let's put that one in. Okay. That is a concert worth a rip. Yes, it is. So the second half ended up being uh, Ukrainian Carol of the Bells, arranged by me, um, Ocho uh, Kadalikas, who's not been arranged yet or has not been arranged yet by anyone, Deck the Halls, the Mannheim Steamroller version, arranged by Kevin McChesney, Sleigh Ride, the classic, arranged by Martha Lynn Thompson, Run Rudolph Run, which would be, in theory, a premiere, because that also has not been arranged for bells that we know of. And then Jewel Ring's arrangement of Jolly Old St. Nicholas. All right. Do we want to go put these in concert order? Yeah, I think we should. Can't just leave it like this. It's like an unresolved <laughs> cadence. Uh, so that first half, yeah, as we discussed right away, like the Vaney Vaney will open it. That's for certain. Yeah. Number one. I actually feel like the trees, I know you said not second in the concert, but yeah. I think Trees Dumon might be a nice palate cleanser after that. Before the rest of <laughs> you're not wrong because it's again, it's I don't want to say it's simplistic, but looking at if you were to look at the score of Vanny Vanny Manuel and then the score of Trees Dumont, <laughs> yes, it is a vastly uh different look between the two. So I could go, I could go with that, yes. And honestly, there's a thread there that connects those two pieces, so yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Um, Masters are probably ended, yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. Masters would be the end of the con uh, end of the first half, okay. So we've got Savior of the Nations, Green Sleeves, and Wexford. I almost feel Wexford three, Green Sleeves four, Savior five. Because Savior is another one that has a lot in it. So I feel like Masters could be a good build of that energy to so half intermission. Mm hmm. Yes. And the Wexford is a good. Uh... Picks up the tempo in the middle of that a little bit. Yep. But the Green Sleeves, it's not as harmonically heavy, but has a really really great flow and energy to it that I think would be a, a nice bridge also between the Wexford energy and the and the power of the Savior of the Nations. Comic. I agree. Yeah, I think that's a good order for the first half. Okay. All right. And then we agreed we're opening the second half with the Carol of the Bells. Yep. So that can stay there. I'm thinking of all of these, the last piece should be Slay Red. I agree. Yep. I got that. Jolly Old St. Nicholas second? Yeah. So I kind of feel like if 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 we want to do the deck the halls fully, I could almost feel us putting in some keyboard and other things with that, right? If yes, if this is a two tacos high handball yeah. ensemble and I'm involved in that, it will have all of that. And the Jolly Old Saint Nicholas also has that as well, correct? Right? Yeah. Okay. So we could if we'd want to kind of separate those two. So if we did Jolly second, actually where that ended up, that's not too that's, bad. I was just gonna say, oh yeah. Ocho Candelicas after that, deck the halls in the middle, run Rudolph run into Sleigh Ride. That works for me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. We got a concert. We got a concert. So this is Two Tacos High Handbell Ensemble presents their holiday concert, which is as follows. We don't have a title for this yet. So the, this is, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> so I always get halfway through the season before I actually title the right. concert program. So the first half is going to be Veni Veni Emmanuel, arranged by Fred Grayman. Followed by And the Trees Do Moan, arranged by Carl Wiltsey. Then by Wexford A Carol. Wexford A Carol? Hey, the Wexford A Carol. <laughs> hey. And then by Wexford Carol, arranged by me. Then Green Sleeves, Kathy Mokobus' arrangement of that. 
then Sandra Ethan's Savior of the Nations comes, and closing out the first half will be Matthew Compton's arrangement of Masters in this Hall. Off to intermission, maybe a slight costume change, so it's a really changing mood here. Ooh, yeah. And second half would be starting with my version of the Ukrainian Carol of the Bells, followed by Jewel Rainey's Jolly Old St. Nicholas arrangement, a currently unpublished and even uncreated arrangement of Ocho Canelikas, a really great Hanukkah tune, Deck the Halls, the Mannheim Steamroller version that Kev McChesney arranged. Another non-published, non-arranged currently piece, Run Rudolph Run, the Chuck Berry classic. And then closing out with Sleigh Ride, arranged by Martha Wynn Thompson. I like this program. Yeah, I do too. We'll have to think about that for uh, when that's going to happen. If you would like to audition for the Two Tacos High Handbell Ensemble. Send an email to high at gmail.com. <laughs> we may not be joking, actually, as we're saying this out loud. <laughs> Just for their one holiday concert that we're going to set up. But stranger things have happened before. And this is part of what I said at the very beginning. Some of my concert uh, repertoire programs themselves had come from a joke between Nick and I that then turned into something real. So the 12 meters of Christmas one. 12 meters one. of Christmas yeah. was absolutely one of those that we sort of were joking about. I was like, oh, no, actually, wait a minute. Hold on. So us joking about a two tacos high handbell ensemble might not be a joke. Nothing's a joke in the bell world anymore. An idea or that... everything's a joke in the adult <laughs> world. Touche. Well, this was fun. And I'm I'm hoping this is not just a one-time thing. I the kind of off-the-cuff approach is it's it's an interesting format that I think with our handbelled nerdy brains, it's it's fun to explore. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was a lot of fun to put together. Okay. So we'll uh we'll keep you all posted that. But yeah, hey, send us an email. Which if you really do want to do that, uh thank you for joining us on this uh this fun path of our holiday performance repertoire and, and hypothetical concert you can reach us at two tacos high at gmail.com two tacos high on facebook instagram and also on x we are still there at uh, two tacos high so any of those spelled out not, not the number but uh, t-w-o-t-a-c-o-s-h-i-g-h facebook x twitter or not anymore and instagram or even if you are out in public and see any of us, feel free to come on up to us. I have to give a shout out this past weekend at the Sonos concert that I performed at. I met Grant from Faith Lutheran Church in Castro Valley, who brought his entire ensemble to the concert, but also mentioned how much he loves this podcast. So thank you for listening. That's so cool. This concert repertoire list will be posted on our website, tutacoshigh.com. If you go over to the episodes tab, you can find a link to all of our past episodes, as well as any supplemental material or anything that we mentioned during any of those classes. Class? School brain. Oh, school brain. <laughs> or anything else we mentioned during any of those episodes. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Uh, please do whichever format you do follow us. It is awesome if you can go there, leave a review. Um, honestly, I don't know if we have much of any reviews at all. So it'd be great to have some uh, some 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 voices out there singing the praise of the Handbell Podcast, uh, Two Tacos High. Or five star it, give us a like, give us a follow, do all of those things. Because you know how algorithms work and, and all those bits and all that helps. So please check us out, find us, share with your friends and, and uh, ringers in your ensemble, or if you are the ringer in your ensemble, with uh, your directors. As an aside, my students have now figured out I have a podcast. So I have a few random students that listen and follow it's always funny when they're walking like we listened to that episode like yay <laughs> this little moment of dopamine like oh that's so cute thanks thanks everyone yeah my students haven't figured this out yet i may have dropped it a couple times when we talk about march like there's this thing called two tacos high i i have specifically <laughs> not mentioned it <laughs> i'm not sure i want students following me good point 
But thank you so much as well to uh, those who helped put this podcast together. Jillian Perdos for our logo. Mike Joy for the Giovanna Yovanke intro and outro music. Uh, Genevieve GB Hansen for everything else that we do on this podcast. Thank you all for joining us for this really fun episode. And we would love to hear your feedback on many, on maybe any agreements or disagreements or what you might uh, include on your holiday uh, concerts if you were to put one together. This has been Two Tacos High, a handbell podcast. I am Nick Hansen. And I'm Brian Seaman. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And a tease for next week. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. We had a phenomenal cello, and we had a phenomenal cello player. I still did not say that right. <laughs> phenomenal cellist, phenomenal cellist, phenomenal. That's not <laughs> That's easy. a tongue twister. Phenomenal cellist, the fun, the chuff. And we had a phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a handbell podcast. No, this has not been that. This. It has been a handbell podcast. It has been. That's but there's another name that comes first. <laughs> This has been Two Tacos High, a handbell podcast. I am Nick Hansen. (laughs) You're like, yes, you are. Oh, geez. There's a lot for outtakes this week.